Reservation Dogs premiered on FX August 9, 2021, International Day of the World's Indigenous People. It was renewed for Season 2 in September and completed its first season Monday, the 20th. The show holds at 100% on Rotten Tomatoes, an 8.2 on IMDb, and on today's episode we discuss this season, the finale, the characters, and the reviews. Welcome to today's episode. probably familiar with the name Sterling Harjo. It's probably popped up a lot in the credits. He's the co-creator of the show with Taika Waititi. He wrote five of the episodes, directed three of them. So first off, what was your favorite episode and why? I'd probably say the first two episodes because they focus the most on uh, the reservation dogs. Fucking Res whole. Dogs is the name of the first one. It's got a 7.8 on IMDb. NDN Clinic is the second one. Uh, one was written and directed by Sterling. The other one was just written by him. Uh, what exactly did they do in those first two episodes to set up this series? Yeah, well, they established that the Reservation Dogs, which are a group of four people, Barry's kind of the main leader. I'd say Cheese, um, he's another person, uh, that's his nickname. He's the comic relief. Then you have the main female, Alora Dannon, and then the other one, uh, Willie Jack. Mm-hmm. They, those four are trying to get enough money so they can leave Oklahoma to go to California, which I already found a little weird because just the political differences that they have in each state. Um, but you also see that they are... What's the difference politically between Oklahoma and California? Oklahoma is incredibly Republican when California is probably the most Democratic state that there is. So... Is that is that a big deal in the show? Is well, that, you do, do, they, do they mention politics? I mean, you do see racial bias happen, especially with one cop named Big. He's another Native American who uh, kind of... It's like you can see that it's a very run-down place that they're all living in. The and, reservation? Yeah, the, yeah. And then there's another group around the same age named the Indian Mafia, and they are people who kind of want to, I guess, run the reservation dogs out of town or start running the city because the reservation dogs, uh, I mean, they make enemies. Like the first scene of the show, you there's see There's only four them. of them, though, right? Yeah, there's four of them, and I think there's four in the Indian Mafia But they're Mafia so well-known well. that there's a... Well, it's not that they're so well known. It's more just the fact that like the reservation dogs are known for like stealing stuff. Like in the first scene of the show, they're like they're stealing a pickup truck, and that that literally the way that they're making money to get out of Oklahoma is just by stealing from other people. And do they have a plan once they leave Oklahoma, what they want to do in California? Well, that's actually what one episode has to deal with. It's Willie Jack's episode. Because after the first two episodes, it turns into, um, it focuses on one main character. Like, episode three focuses on Alora Dannon's character. She meets her uncle because um, they want to learn some fighting techniques from them. But you kind of learn about what happened to her mom and other things. Episode four, you have Bear. Uh, he's really excited to see his dad, who isn't, isn't a great guy, but he's like a famous rap song person and uh they called him that's so, called a rapper <laughs> yeah a rapper and uh the, his mom's company called him because he want they wanted him to like film a rap song in oklahoma bear's really excited to meet him and talk to him um it reminded me a lot of the fresh prince of bel-air episode that's kind of famous uh, where will smith meets his dad but in episode six game, so so things don't work out yeah in the end the dad ends up just being like yeah sorry i can't make it but i'll make sure to make it next week and bear's like really hurt by that because he's bought like a bead chain and, and other things but do these resonate with you do you feel bad for these characters when they i mean yeah you guys this is supposed to be a comedy right yeah it's like a comedy and comedy slash drama and also it gets very surreal in different parts one episode that i haven't mentioned yet uh deals with like a lady who is like part goat 
and you get some of um, Big. Oh yeah, there's story. also supposed to be like a ghost in this, right? Yeah, William Knifeman is actually someone uh, that shows up in Bear's like I guess daydreams or whatever. After but like, only Bear can see him. Only Bear can only Bear can see him when he's envisioning him. But like even William Knifeman talks about how he's a vision for other people as well. He's like, oh, I gotta go because this other guy I need him. So he's like a hormone thing. monster. Yeah, yeah, and and he he's really funny. But he shows up when like something really bad happens to Bear. Like um, for example, Bear gets beat up at the very beginning of the second episode, and suddenly it turns into a film where you and see the, the this lines. This is the Indian the mafia that beats him up. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It actually that's a big scene because it drives the rest of the series. Like a big question is is Laura Dannon going to leave the reservation dogs because she thinks that Bear is making some questionable decisions because like when he wants to buy the bee chain for his father that costs $90 but of course they need the money so that they can go to California and then one of the Indian Mafia I believe I believe her name is Jackie tries to coerce uh, you said there are four in the Indian Mafia yeah four in the Indian Mafia is there only one girl I think so yeah and she's the one that tries to kind of coerce uh, Laura Dannon to join their group and leave (laughs) the reservation dogs why don't they just there's only four of them in each one they could just merge and be a group of eight no because they have just such history like in the first episode in fact i thought that the reservation dogs were going to die midway through the um all of them yeah because the indian mafia like rolls through with this car and then they pull out guns and i was like oh are they going to get shot up but no it's just paintball guns but it's obvious that these two groups i thought it was gonna be like an on my block situation where like one of them actually is yeah no so this isn't like a gang that kills people no it's it's, yeah it doesn't get that dark but it it, but the show does deal with dark themes like for example there was a character named daniel who we learn what happens to him later on in episode seven yeah i hear daniel's been gone since the beginning yeah he used to be died he used to be part of the game yeah he was part of the game and then he ended up dying he committed suicide what episode is that uh, episode seven because what did that reveal surprise you not really because it starts off this is a, episode seven is the only one that starts off with like this episode deals with dark subject matters so you oh know, it warns uh, you before yeah That's it was nice. like a 13 reasons why type thing and then it ended like a teacher where it was like if you know anyone dealing with suicide called this number or well suicide rates in native american populations are proportionately higher than they are in any other uh, group in america so that's part of the reason they wanted to bring focus to it uh the, the person I was talking about, Sterling Harjo, also actually knows someone named Cheese in real life. Everybody that you've talked about is kind of based on a real person that he's grown up with. And that's probably why you have one episode devoted to each one of them. Like, for example, Willie Jack, uh, she goes with her, she goes hunting with her father because... Okay, so who's your favorite character real quick? Bear. Bear is? Bear, yeah. Most people... And I'm not trying to shame you or anything, but say it's Willie Jack. So when you said their name, see, I... she was out of the four. I think she was probably my least favorite because I really like Cheese's episode, which happens in episode five. He wants to learn how to become a detective, so he goes on a ride along with um Big, mm-hmm. and just that whole entire episode Wait, is them. Is... Is that Bill Burr's character? No, Bill Burr's character is in episode seven. Don't they, they also do a ride along or something? Yeah, yeah, that. But that's so that's completely different. So there are multiple ride alongs. Well, the Bill Burr isn't a cop, but Big is the Native oh, American. Oh yeah, yeah. Cop. Big is Zon McLaren, who's been in everything from Fargo to like the Westworld, I think, or maybe that was a different character. Right, but yeah, but he and him and Cheese throughout the whole entire episode just go to different places, and you learn why Big wanted to become a cop. It comes back to the uh, goat lady that I was talking about with goat feet. Um, the first scene you see an hour law picks her up and then she like pulls out like a sharp antlers from her back and you're like well what's going on that's where some of the surrealness um comes into play so and is she like a superhero <laughs> in a weird way i'd say more an anti-hero because um then you get a flashback of big 
and he's going to the supermarket to just buy some food and uh he ends up using the bathroom there and then as this is going on robbers come in and try to rob the place and uh and then she ends up killing both of them and then big is like asking for toilet paper again this is all when he's like say like eight eight or ten and she tosses him toilet paper but of course he sees through the stall that she has goat feet and he's like, well, what's going on? And then he walks out and sees the two people dead. Later on in the episode, you see at the very end, she's like, uh, she kind of confronts him at uh, a funeral that he's at. And she's like, look, just always be good and you'll never have to see me again. And so then- there's a secondary character where we see a backflash with them to explain how they became a cop that shows a mythical creature murdering two robbers in a supermarket and then warning him to be good like a Santa Claus type character. (laughs) Yeah. This sounds like a weird show, and if it's been publicized like that, it's also been compared to Atlanta a lot. And so when you talk about it being surreal, it it kind of said that Atlanta opened the door, also being an FX show, yeah. to kind of being able to tell a story wherever it goes. Yeah, well, you know how like Atlanta had that one episode where it was just all about the radio show or whatever is that the one where they show the commercial? The, all the different type of types of commercials they have yes. and everything like that. and you know how like even the eddie episode that atlanta had yeah when the show when this show gets surreal it does feel like that like does for, it feel like blind spotting at all because that also turns into like a song and dance type thing you said in the tv oh show. the show uh i i don't really see it that way maybe to a lesser extent um i do know that the show does like to poke a lot of fun of itself like after bear gets shot and the whole entire game gets shot with paintballs yeah yeah i think that they allude to platoon or whichever one it is yes, with william they Defoe absolutely do yes. that like that dies because bear is in the same position right before he falls over and then but you like, said your favorite episodes were the the first two right so does that mean the rest of the series doesn't carry your attention well, as much as it's, it- it's not that there's good episodes after the first two it's just the fact that like for example willie jack's episode in episode six that's all about how her and her dad are grieving over um daniel and you even get a lot of flashbacks with daniel you can't learn the character he is but i didn't find it that interesting same thing with episode three where it's like um the whole entire gang goes to why me. not Wait, why didn't you find it interesting? because that's the whole when i say that's the whole episode i mean that's the whole episode like, like you just didn't find that that his death was that yeah and look you can have an interesting uh episode with just two characters but they don't talk about anything else they're just like i miss daniel he used to be this great guy and although he had problems had daniel left 13 tapes that he asked every single one of his friends to listen to as to the reason why they were the fault of him killing himself it was it was nothing like 13 reasons why okay did they i'm i'm obviously kidding this is a show that like these characters were in the emmys they they popped up there so when you compare it to things like uh, when you see four teenagers you think outer banks right they, right yeah. they go off and they, and they do other things that outer banks does as well like you see in the but first that's an mtv show that's like a show for the younger audience right well, but this also, one feels like it could actually win higher caliber awards i i assume that it will but i'm just saying that they do similar things like they take a lot they take edibles so when i make a joke about see. daniel's death though i don't mean it to be taken in jest i just in jest i understand that this is supposed to be pretty serious so you're saying that didn't work though with you i'm saying that in the episode where he dies which is episode seven that's a completely different episode that part was was fine i'm saying that with episode six where Do they you just see him like yeah they, with they, it oh uh, well yeah you see the ending result allure dan and was he like picked him. on or something or like no what happens is is um i think it was uh, the, like the whole entire group is going to Alora's house because they're all just going to be dropped off. And then Alora turns to Daniel and is like, hey, want to go on a walk? And then it turns out that all the other group just kind of leaves because they have to be somewhere. And then they go on a walk. And then they end up going into a club that doesn't card. 
It's like a, it's one of those. Well, it's okay because Alora in real life is 28 years old, so she'd get in fine. <laughs> yeah, but it's one of those country dance clubs where you have a lot of people just on the floor. Well, as... She's 28 now, you know, like when with Gossip Girl, I said that the girl was 27, right. and I found out later on because all the articles were wrong. Why should this be wrong too? And she's actually like 15 years old. <laughs> well, yeah, but but she and uh, Daniel they go into this club, and she even coerces him into start dancing, and and he's having a really really fun time. But Does can... anybody seem like they're gonna get together? Like that they're they're destined. I, to... I, at very first, I was like, are Laura and Bear going to be? But especially by the end of this season, it definitely doesn't seem So there are no way. relationships that it depends on. No, and I'm glad about very that. Very different than Outer Banks, then. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I imagine. But to finish up Daniel's story arc, yes. basically, they leave the club because Daniel kind of is... He's, he's getting madder and madder, even though he's dancing on the dance floor. Like, he runs into people and he's telling them, like, fuck you and all this stuff. And then as they leave... Um, Alora is like, look, Daniel, when you get home, text me. And I mean it, like, really just text me. To but make what sure you're set okay. him off so much? Why is he so, I like, think it's depressed? just his, his home life. Like, you even see in episode six, uh, when they're going hunting, he's annoyed that they have to continually wait for hours upon hours. And he's like, I think he's just bored with his life. Did the point. reservation dogs have that idea to leave for California before he killed himself well it's even hinted at that daniel is the one who said it because he even turns to the lore and is like would you go to california with me in one of the episodes oh. so yeah it's there's that and then the, also i was just thinking like maybe it was because of that that they were trying to escape his death a little bit yeah yeah it, that, that's definitely so even though his like spirit is in every single one of the episodes because again you get a spirit fly. animal is it a reservation no, dog? no, 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 no. reservation dogs actually are a thing like they yeah are. and you even know why it's called reservation dogs by episode six willie jack wants to be like a veterinarian and they start talking about reservations and dogs oh uh, okay um sons of anarchy does the thing where it has a lot of popping up of animals you know to signify different and native american culture also does that everybody has a spirit animal um so i think you're talking about mayans mc but yeah mayans mc does it too but sons of anarchy had the crows so with uh, with this though, do they show dogs running around and stuff? I mean, like, no, I no. In fact, the only thing you think I think you see is a deer, and that's in episode. That's six. a person you said. Uh, yeah, that I was should a deer person. Yeah, I should probably get to what happens at the end of episode of episode eight. So. Uh, one thing. Oh, the finale. Yeah, the All right, finale. So we're getting to the finale. Well, here. the weird thing about it was was that Bear wakes up, and again, you've gone like five episodes of just one character, or maybe two characters' backstories uh, for each one, and suddenly they have enough money uh, to go to California. He even is speaking to William Knifeman, who shows up for the first, second, and then last episode. Is this a plot like hole? Like you, you, you don't know it's how not, they got the money? It's not a plot hole because you. Is see... it like Carl and Shameless, where they just you believe <laughs> no. it? Well, yeah, you believe it, but it's also one of those things where it's like you feel like if that's the main thrust of the story, you would see how they were doing that. But no, you just kind of it, like they just suddenly have it, which is fine. You know, you want to get to your finale fast. Plus, or it whatever. shouldn't be too expensive. Like, it's are they paying for their way to just drive there? Yeah, they're. You're gonna that's drive. all they were trying and to save episode, up for. Well, to drive there and also have enough money to actually like live and eat and whatever. Well, like, that's much different because they wouldn't have anywhere close to enough money to live and eat, but to definitely just get there i think that would be like a bus ticket yeah and that's why Alora in episode seven she's trying to get her driver's license and bo burr ends up it's it, you know what you know what i i will talk about episode seven for a sec because that did remind me of atlanta season two episode five the haircut episode you also never actually explained how daniel killed himself but yeah go ahead well yeah and that's in that episode i know that's why i was right like, so 
she is getting a, she needs to get her driver's license because she is going to be the one who's going to drive the whole entire group down to California. And as she's doing so, she runs into her old like, high do school. Do they have a Winnebago or like what sort of car are they? Getting it's a from? really yeah, I, I couldn't even really tell. Really dinky was, van. It was bad. Yeah, like the inside is completely trash. The windshield wipers don't work. Bill Burr even talks about it because he was a uh, coach that ended up like really becoming friends with her. And then she since she doesn't go to school, he ends up being the person that uh, drives her. What's going on with Bill Burr showing up as like these moral kind of I don't know because he showed up in like uh, Kings of Staten Island or whatever that movie was and mm-hmm. yeah it's <laughs> the only thing where he kind of just plays a comedian is is Star Wars or what, what's it called the Mandalorian, the Mandalorian. Yeah. yeah but anyways he, he shows up and um and it reminded me of the Atlanta episode because Alora is going through a driving test she's doing kind of fine and as she parallel parks she fails that part but right as she's parallel parking uh, she even hits a different car Bo Berg gets a phone call I guess it's from his uh, PI or someone like that and he's like she, she's at the motel okay okay we gotta go and they switch uh, positions he ends up driving to this motel he pulls out a gun from his sock runs into the place and you don't see this happen at all but he kind of explains her what happened afterwards uh, he shoots his daughter's boyfriend that she was with in the leg the daughter flees gets in the car she drives away then bill burr comes back into the car and they start driving after her and (laughs) it it just turned into this like huge just ridiculous episode um but it did have but interspliced with daniel's storyline yeah interspliced with like this comedy right and and that's the same episode where laura is taking daniel to the yeah yeah yeah, yeah, and dance club and then um at the very end of the episode, you see that Alora, she's texting all her friends the next day, like, is Daniel at this school? Is Daniel here, here, here? And then Bear picks up his phone in class, and he texts her, like, you should check uh, this one place. And it's, it's like, a place that's filled with just a ton of spray paint, and it's not, it's not graffiti. very good. Yeah, graffiti. It's, it's this really bad part of the neighborhood, and she goes into this bathroom, and then you don't ever see Daniel's face, but you see his legs, and you see her reaction, and she's, like, trying to, like, help him down and all that, and, and, and he ends up dying. So that, that was pretty sad. So was well. that the most emotionally, like, uh, you didn't say it was your favorite, but it was the most emotionally impactful one, or is that episode eight? I would say episode, I would say that that one is the most emotional, but episode eight is the one where most stuff happens. Um, because... Does it feel like it needed an extra episode? Like, they should have gone to ten, and then that way they would have been able to fill in the blanks, or did they get everything done in, in the time that was Well, I, I, would, I, would have, I would have enjoyed, like, an episode eight or nine, just to see more. This was an episode eight. I'm saying episode 8, 9, and then have the finale happen in episode 10. So Mm -hmm. you just got to see... It's not one of those things where you didn't know how things happened, but you got to have a lot more stuff marinated well, and see how yeah, it got they, there. that was the original intention. They had another reservation dog that they were going to include, uh, Cheese, and then they had Pepper Jack. And Pepper Jack... I'm, I'm uh, I, was, I was wondering <laughs> if you... I was like, Pepper Jack? <laughs> Anyways, what happens in episode 8 is that um, Alora, she's still speaking to Jackie, still like, huh, I'm, going, I'm thinking about joining the Indian Mafia. But uh, when Bear kind of rounds up everybody, he's like, okay, we're going to be going. Wait, to- so, and they don't have a problem with that? They don't have a problem with her saying? It's, it's secret. She's not telling them at all. Okay. But but when uh, Bear speaks to William Knifeman, William Knifeman is like, okay, well, you still have one thing you have to fix. And he's like, the Indian Mafia, I have to fight them. So when they're all at this park or whatever, they're counting their money. They're like, we're about to go to California. That's when Willie Jack is like, I have to be honest with you guys, just with my family and everything. I'm not going to be going to California. And they're kind of mad by that. But then they're, but 
they see that so she's been just along for the ride right and you're supposed to kind of get the sense that she really does care for her parents when in the episode six uh when she's like speaking with her dad and and different things like that um especially when they're bonding so she has the best home life right i would say the other three right yeah uh, and then they're like, fine, whatever. Uh, but what we do have to do is we have to go down to the Indian Mafia place and we have to beat them up. <laughs> because I, I, he tells them about William Knifeman. He's like, there's this guy that shows up in my daydreams and he's telling us that we have unfinished business. And everyone just seems to buy it except for Alora. She's scared to go down there. But when they... Scared because she knows that she's going to join them? Well, at this she, point, or has she making the decision at this like? She's juncture? like she's still in a crossroads. She's like I I don't want to like. I don't have see. I don't think you've them. presented really why she would decide to go with the Indian Mafia. You just said that she's not a big fan of bears like weirdness. Well, she also feels like the club is is. But in, like, why do they want her? Why does the Indian Mafia want her? It's less about the Indian Mafia wanting her and more the fact that she can't handle that bear. She feels like if they go to California together, he will mooch completely off of uh, her, and she like feels so this like this is all just a one on one thing. Yeah, because she even do you think their relationship will repair itself over time? Well, I don't know because what happens in the finale is um they they go to the Indian Mafia's house. They start. They don't actually start. There's just one house. Yeah, they're, they're, they all, they're all hanging okay. out there. And uh, they start yelling at each other. They, they don't start fighting. And then a hailstorm happens. And so the, the uh, reservation dogs, they run to this church. And then once, uh, like, the church is very dark. Once they turn on the lights, this was really funny the way that they did the camera work for it. Uh, the reservation dogs, they unknowingly are sitting right next to the Indian Mafia. But there are other people in the room. Mm-hmm. So, you know, they're, they're fighting and doing all that stuff. But then uh, one, I think it was Willie Jack saw Alora speaking to Jackie alone in like this chapel or okay. whatever. And uh, and then that's where we see that Bear is having. Does she overhear her talking or does she just see them speaking? I think she sees them just walk into a separate room. OK, so then that's where Bear, uh, he is like kind of spying on them and even speaking to William Knifeman and, and having like kind of a final conversation with him. And William Knifeman is telling him like there's you still have one more thing that you have to do before you can like go to California. And he's is, like, is the Knifeman guy, is he a bad influence? No, he. If anything, he's just kind of like the. Per- he's like the good angel, I would say. If he's the good angel, why is he telling him to go beat up a no, rival No, but that's gang? that's exactly what it is. Like a uh, bear says to him, I know I tried to beat up the Indian mafia, and he's like, well, maybe that's not what the fuck I'm talking about. Okay. <laughs> like, well, um, isn't wasn't he originally the one who literally said go beat up the Indian mafia? No, that's what bear. That's he said. He interpreted he, it. That yeah, way? he said. Got yeah, it. yeah, exactly. Okay. So when they go back into the actual room and the hailstorm seems to uh, be done, because at this point, um, that's where Willie Jack kind of comes up and starts talking about how it's her parents' anniversary because the parents are out of the room and everyone's clapping and that's, she's kind of explaining. So the whole town's there. Well, a lot of people, like even Big and everyone, that's kind of why she's. Bill Burr? No. Okay. (laughs) No, Bill Burr is just there for that one episode. But she's explaining why she's not going to be going to California and then she's kind of chimes in. He's like, I'm not going to be going to California either. And he he tells that to both of them. And that's when finally Bear and uh, Alora. If Cheese isn't going, then I I feel like no one can go. That's when Bear and Alora kind of start fighting. And he's like, look, I saw you speaking to Jackie and like, why are you talking to people that jumped me? Why are you doing all this stuff? And she's like, I'm the one who's putting the most work into going into California. I got my driver's license and you're spending money for necklaces with like dads that aren't even showing up and they start saying some pretty hurtful things to one another now bear once everyone leaves the chapel and the hailstorm is stopped bear believes that uh they're still going to be going to california so he packs his bags even says goodbye to his mom um and doesn't even tell her he's, he's going to california just says kind of goodbye and waits for her by the sidewalk 
it turns out that Alora ditches Bear completely, picks up Jackie, and then start, it goes down to California. Hmm. And that's where the... It sounds like that 70s show. Isn't that like the fourth season finale where uh, they just go to California? Right, where Jackie and uh, I believe it was... Different Jackie. Yeah, yeah, it was it was Jackie and Kelso, or was it? I yeah, can't I tell. Think it was yeah, yeah, it was it was Donna, Donna, and Kelso. Donna and Kelso. Yeah, it was it was basically like that because Jackie's explaining to um, Alora, she's like, yeah, everything's going to be better. Forget all the people. And Donna that leaves Eric Oklahoma. behind, right? Yeah, so it's all, so it's kind of like the same thing. So they saw that seventy show and they were like, <laughs> let's make this into an Emmy award winning show. <laughs> Um, so it's been nominated for a lot of Emmys because I know you said. No, I don't that. think it's been nominated for anything. It just came out, so I don't think it's eligible until next year. But they were at the Emmys. Okay. Um, it's also the show has gained a lot of popularity and uh, well-known praise because of its the Native American representation, not only in the cast but also behind the camera and directing, writing, like everything. Even the actress Devery Jacobs, the person who plays Alora, is joining the writing staff next uh, season. And uh, I think that um, she might she might be joining the writing staff because she it might be one of those things where like the original Shameless, she actually might be gone. Like she might not be coming back to the Reservation Dogs. I think they're going to continue. Sterling Harjo has said he has a two season plan completely. Like he knows how season two is going to end. Um, I'm not sure if they go beyond that, that was gonna, yeah, but he also question. knows how season two begins. And I think it begins right after the last scene you saw, which is them, I think, driving away. Well, the very, very last scene, I should probably explain that in episode three, her uncle, we do get some backstory on him. He turns out to be this crazy person. In fact, in episode eight, when they're walking to the Indian Mafia's house, they see, uh, they see Alora's uncle. And he, since he's so crazy, he's he like, like Boo Radley. Oh, but he's like, I can, I can guess whenever I get these tremors that a tornado is coming. And of course, later on in the episode, it starts, crazy. Hit, it starts to hail. Well, you don't know what happens next. He wants the storm to stop. So he gets an axe, goes up to the top of the roof and starts swinging it around. Well, does it stop? Yeah. Okay. But then he wakes up and he sees William Knife Man there. And yeah. William Knife Man kind of introduces himself, but he's naked. Hmm. Not not William Knife Man. Uh, oh, I thought you were talking no, about No, the, the uncle is. Okay. And then William Knife Man is like, yeah, you know, we, we heard your prayers, but in order to, we had to either pick your life or your clothes, and I decided to pick your clothes. <laughs> and so he's <laughs> naked in, the, in like a middle random field. So that's the final scene of Reservation Dogs. This is some weird supernatural <laughs> stuff But before You know the percentage of people who believe in ghosts in America? Take a wild guess. I'm going to guess high, like 45 Four, yeah, forty-five percent is is really close. It's like forty-six or forty-seven, but yeah. <laughs> and then thirteen percent of people believe in vampires. Thirteen percent. Yes. So they so they watch what we do in the shadows and, and take it as gospel. <laughs> I mean, there's a lot of different interpretations of vampires out there, but I'll, I'll, speaking uh, as one of those people, no. <laughs> no. I, I was gonna say that with episodes three through six the cool thing about them is you don't actually have to see them in order because it, it's not one of those things where uh it, it really has that much of a story you do have to see episode i believe the first two and then the last two kind of there but what that's, i would say that's good advice what it's I like would you say, just just pick and choose between those la- the episode well, my three per- four five my personal six. opinion would be uh you should watch episode six first that's uh, the one with willie so jack one two six six yeah that's the one with willie jack you'll even get a more of an interpretation of who Daniel is um, than if you were to just watch it regularly fast. Right, what after? After that, I would put episode uh, three. That's one, two, one. six, three. That's when uh, Alora so meets the uncle. And then episode four would be, uh, that's the one where Bear and his dad. So six, three, four, five? Yeah, and then five. So the only one you'd move out of order is the sixth one. You'd want that one to be played third. Well, yeah. 
Okay. All right. <laughs> I, I, I that's a simpler way I, of putting it. I didn't, I didn't see it as that, but that's, that's I think, in terms of weakest episode to best episode. So it like, just constantly amps up being better and better and better. Right, yeah. Let me see if the IMDb ratings agree with you. You got the first one being a 7.8, 8.1, 8.3, 7.9, 8.4, 8.7 is the sixth wow, one. Wow, so they gave the sixth one the highest right? one. Yeah, hunting. All right, yeah. That was also, it looks like, written and directed by Sterling. So... I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> and what, what were the last two? Uh, the last two were an 8.9 and an 8.7. And then uh, there's a lot of hidden Easter, Easter eggs because the um, Sterling Hard Show was part of like 1491, which is a sketch group, and some of those characters or some of those people actually wrote episodes. Did this show make you appreciate the culture of like a Native American culture more than you knew before? Yeah, I mean, I like more than Rutherford Falls. Yes, yeah, definitely. More <laughs> Ed Helms than that. didn't teach you very much, <laughs> but yeah, I, I I got a better understanding of it. And it's definitely a show where I think that the pros outweigh the cons a lot. I would probably give this overall like a B plus the first season. Do you have any other shows you want to compare it to? Yeah, I would say Snowfall, Outer Banks, On My Block, The End of the Fucking World, and Skins. And then it has also some elements of like A24 films just because of how indie production it feels. So a bit of everything? Yeah. <laughs> All right. Um, do you want to hear some Oklahoma facts? That's how I'll close it out. Yeah, yeah, sure. Because you gave it a B plus, so that's an eight or nine. Um, Oklahoma actually means red people. And it has the largest population of Native Americans. So that's probably... Oh, okay. Uh, as well as being where the st- uh, show creator was from. Um, then you have parking meters and shopping carts were both invented in Oklahoma. <laughs> was shopping carts? Yes. I mean, do you have any more information on that? How, is, how did that come to be? Yeah, I think they just stuck a wheel on a basket. Um I don't have any other Oklahoma facts. Those were those. Those were two. <laughs> well, no, the red people one, and then also the uh, parking meter and shopping carts. I thought that would be enough. <laughs> All right. Thanks for listening. We'll see you on the next episode. Will you watch the next season? Yeah. All right. Bye. Bye. Bye.